Welcome to Booz Allen Hamilton's Unstoppable Together podcast, a series of stories that unite us and empower each of us to change the world. I'm Jenny Brooks with Booz Allen Hamilton, and I'm passionate about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Please join me in conversation with a diverse group of thought leaders to explore what makes them and all of us unstoppable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Unstoppable Together podcast. I'm Jenny Brooks, and I'm excited today to be joined by John Munoz, Booz Allen's Chief Diversity Officer. John, welcome to the podcast. Hi, Jenny. John, thanks for being here today. I'm really excited to speak with you a little bit more about the role of Chief Diversity Officer. Obviously, this is something that is on everyone's minds today. And it strikes me that it's perhaps a role that's evolved over time, particularly when you look at what our country has been through in the last couple of years with the racial reckoning that we're facing and just the backdrop of the global pandemic. So can you share with us a little bit about how you approach the role of Chief Diversity Officer today and perhaps you've seen it evolve over the years? Oh, absolutely. I I would say, you know, when I started my career 25 years ago, there really wasn't a chief diversity officer role per se. And so it was really very compliance driven. So they were people were really kind of focused on are there the right people at the right level? And all of that is good. It was a good place to start. But, you know, what was interesting to kind of watch over time is the intention behind evolving from a a place of compliance to then diversity and looking at representation and what that meant. The idea of inclusion and building an inclusive culture that allowed you to bring your whole self to the job. It was really around looking at, at equality in a different way in the workplace. Looking at belonging as another way to build a culture. And then kind of looking at equity for the first time in a way which is really different than equality. And then recently adding on social justice. So there's been a lot of focus and behind this work. It has evolved in the 25 years that I've been doing this. We are kind of making it up as, as we were going at the very beginning. And really, it was mostly around getting more intentional understanding the work behind this, how it could impact the culture, how it could impact the bottom line for a company to understand why we were doing this work, because it is important. All right. You mentioned belonging and equity. This is the first time I'm hearing about belonging being sort of a feature of the DEI umbrella. So belonging really tries to understand how do you build a culture that allows you to bring your whole self to the job. It's a a way to kind of provide a place of psychological safety that allows you to not be distracted by the things you're trying to keep from everyone, but allows you to be who you are. And in that relationship with the company, you are giving more discretionary time and effort to your role. From an equity perspective, I think it's really important, especially in this juncture in in the DEI journey, to understand that equity really is understanding how to take roadblocks away from people in the workforce and help address situations that may keep them from evolving their careers in meaningful ways. So are we looking at our HR processes to take bias out of those decision-making opportunities? Or are we reducing the amount of subjectivity that goes into succession planning or performance management, those kinds of things? So can we even the playing field so that all people can compete fairly for similar roles? How do you reach people where they are in an environment today where, to a great extent, remote, we are not quite back in offices with one another that 
will continue to be a little bit of a, a challenge for us until we really truly kind of pull through the pandemic into a different state. How do you meet people where they are? How do you connect with them meaningfully? It was interesting for me coming to Booz Allen after having been out of the, the workforce for a little while. And and so I had to learn how to communicate through Zoom. And so I, the way I, I'm very hands-on, one person at a time, changing hearts and minds, one person at a time, as, as I like to say. But it's much more difficult to kind of get to a place of trust and intimacy through kind of a format like this one. So it was really about trying to figure out how do I make this compelling? How do I make this interesting for somebody who may not be a believer yet, but just trying to find a way to believe? And so it's a lot about hitting you where you are, helping you understand the opportunity and why your engagement is important to the firm. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when, when you kind of get there, then you can get them involved and more engaged. There's two things happening with this new format. On the one hand, people will say, I feel more equal than ever because I'm on a screen with everybody. Right. And so that's one point of view. Right. The other side is I'm not being considered for things because people's cones of influence is getting narrower instead of getting broader. So it's how do you kind of address that in a way uh, that understands the limitation of the format, helps you to transcend it, to broaden your aperture and invite more people into your circle. Mm-hmm. So those are some challenging opportunities with all of this work, but it's meaningful. And, you know, for me, it's very purpose driven. And so that's what kind of motivates me to kind of do some of this work. Agreed. And you spoke earlier about the evolution of this work within corporate America. I hear a lot of companies talking about this work now, small, medium, and large, right? And when you talked about the evolution of going from like compliance to sort of this broader range of activities underneath this DEI umbrella today, what would you offer to organizations who might just be starting off looking at what, you know, and particularly small companies, I think, are like, where do I begin? What is something I can do to start? Well, absolutely. I mean, it's important to kind of understand where the company is in their particular journey. It's important to understand where their senior leadership is on this topic. It's important to drive and have somebody at the senior leadership, especially the CEO, drive this through the organization with intention. Uh, It's not something you can take lightly. It's something that happens with purpose and intention over time. So you really need, if you're going to do this, you need to go in all the way. And so what I would say is align this work against your mission, vision, and values as a firm. It's really easy to kind of prop up this work as a separate standalone kind of piece of the business. And it really does need to be embedded as part of the business. It's important to ensure that you are acknowledging the opportunities that you have in front of you. It's important to start at the beginning with the intention of growing slowly and building on early successes. It doesn't happen overnight, and you have to understand that you have to focus on the things that are valuable to the firm, things like the culture, HR practices, and kind of the marketplace opportunities that come with that. The idea for me really is to kind of make it really comprehensive in nature. DEI resides in different places in different companies. And so for Booz Allen, it resides within people services, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have an impact on the enterprise and the overall work that we do. So it's important to kind of have a comprehensive approach. Our four goal strategy, three of the goals are focused internally and one of them is focused externally, but it is holistic in nature for this work. It has evolved from a place of compliance to now being a business imperative for a lot of companies who are doing this well. Right, because this really becomes a cornerstone of, I think, what 
employees today are looking for in an organization. Is that fair? I mean, this is one of the lenses they are looking at, whether it's a place they want to be a part of. I would say, you know, people coming into the workforce are very discerning. You know, they want to work for a company that they can believe in and that they can find purpose in. And so they will do their research to understand, does Booz Allen have a concerted effort around diversity, equity, and inclusion? Does it have a focus on environmental social governance? They want to know for themselves as part of their career journey, that those things that are important to them align with the company they want to work for. For me, it's table stakes. You have to do that to a address and attract the talent that you want to get in your firm. Thanks, John. And how much of this is really driven by sort of the employees, the employee base? And as individuals, what are some of the things that we can take on to participate in this work? You know, it's interesting for me. I think diversity, equity, inclusion means different things to different people. And I think uh, Uh, kind of a shared curiosity in the space is really important. Just kind of knowing, trying to understand what it is and what it means to them. Find that most people are similar than they are different. And so it's important to kind of try to understand the people that are around you, ask questions to get to know them, to build trust, to build teams that become more innovative in the process. And so it's meaningful for me that people understand that Everybody has a role to play in this. This is a very purpose-driven, very mission-driven kind of activity. And we need to hold ourselves accountable to each other and drive this work in a way that can benefit the firm. And this is a component that is increasingly important to shareholders. And I think it's also a component that we're seeing threaded through organizations, environmental social governance programs. What are some of the benefits that come from tying DE&I programs into along with the ESG programs? So I I think that's a really good question. I I think that there's some nice synergies that happen, you know, when you kind of tie those things together. As I said before, for us uh, at Booz Allen, diversity, equity, and inclusion reside within people's services. In other companies, DEI could reside within corporate social responsibility or ESG, for instance. And for us, there's natural alignments around this work. Our ESG work is very focused on equity. And of course, we we propped up as part of our recent uh, refreshed DEI strategy and action plan, a reinvigorated focus on equity. So there's some nice synergies that we can build on, amplify for each other, and find ways to kind of add value for our, our employees, our clients, our communities, and kind of the impact we want to have in the world. What makes a good DEI leader? What are some of the traits? This is very a point of passion for a lot of people who do their, this this work, and I think people come to it in different ways, come from all different sides of the business to uh, do this work. But it really is trying to find a way to make a difference. So I find that people who are change makers in their companies gravitate to this kind of work to find a way to make it meaningful, not only for themselves, but for the companies that they serve or work for. For me, I always try to find ways to add value, try to find linkages back to the communities that I represent. I'm both gay and Latino. And the initial parts of my career were really focused about giving back in a way that was going to be meaningful. And so as a, somebody focused in financial services early in my career, I was finding out trying to be a bridge for the Latino community and how the, the bank at the time was trying to be responsive to the needs. So we did a lot of work around financial literacy. So for me, that was a nice win-win. So I loved kind of being that bridge between the community and the company I was representing to find those synergies. 
So you're a bridge there. Do you need to ensure representation at the table across all groups to ensure that we have bridges to be wholly inclusive in an organization? As I mentioned before, I think compliance and representation is a core core piece of the work that we do there. And a lot of us who do this work start there. You know, we want to assess uh, kind of where we are on the representation maturity cycle, right? To understand, do we have the right people in the right places? If not, then how do we fix that? How do we build pipelines of talent so that we have the right representation we look for? Booz Allen has a great track record with women in particular. And so for our, our board of directors, I mean, we're very diverse there. With our senior leadership here, we're very diverse, and that happened with by design. It didn't just happen. And so a lot of companies emulate the kind of work that we've done these past almost 25 years to kind of look at ways to kind of impact their journey with this work. As you look ahead into the new year, after what's been a couple of pretty turbulent years for all of us, what are some of your goals and aspirations for Booz Allen? I'll start by by saying that Booz Allen is really well recognized in this space and has been doing it for over 25 years. And so I would say that we're, I want to build on the momentum created by the employees uh, and people that have been focused on this work for these last 25 years. And really, I mean, just most recently, there's been a lot of work around race and social equity agenda coming out of the agenda to do the kaleidoscope study and then taking all of that work and building a new roadmap through the refreshed DEI strategy and action plan. We've done a lot already in these first six months that I've been here to stand up the executive council, to prop up group councils, to prop up the BRG councils in a way that's going to add value to our process, uh, centralize our governance and our accountability structures to drive this work deeper into the organization. And so my sense coming into the firm is that there's a lot of great work being done in pockets around the firm. It's my role to kind of pull that together under one umbrella strategy and have us walk in lockstep with each other so that we can impact change faster and see the, the change we want to see for the firm. Awesome. Thanks, John. At the end of every podcast, we give our guests some free time to share their final thoughts with those listening. What would you like to leave with our audience today? You know, I've been I've been doing this work now for a long time, and it's been really gratifying to see the evolution in this space. As I said before, I came to Booz Allen in part because of its maturity in this in this work, and I really wanted to kind of take a more mature program and not start a new one, but take a more mature program and evolve it in a way that was going to be more impactful and and see the change that we want to see. And for me, uh, Booz Allen is well positioned to kind of take the work that's been done this last 25 years and make it more meaningful so that we see the impact of this work in a way that helps our employees see the benefit and grow with the firm the way they always wanted to and see the impacts that we're making on the communities, our clients, and the world around us. Thanks, John. Thanks for listening. Visit careers.boozallen.com to learn how you can be unstoppable with Booz Allen. Be the future. Work with us. The world can't wait.